Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnards on the NBA. I am your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio. Hi, it's me. Yes, it's him, and we're uh, joining you here for a, uh, another installment of our 366-part uh, series uh, where we explore the uh, players who uh, played in the NBA and ABA who uh, were born on uh, various days on the calendar, and we're talking about... Uh, the day that we're recording this, the day the episode is dropping, May 5th. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we will be doing center, power forward, small forward, shooting guard, and point guard, as we usually do. That's right. We'll be talking. We'll be uh, picking up a team, and uh, we'll be choosing among the uh, 16 players who uh, played in the NBA and ABA born on this date through the years. So, uh, without further ado, let's, uh, let's jump right into it. Mills, who did you have at center born on May 5th? Isaiah Hardenstein. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking about a hardcore 55er. Yep. And uh, he um, he's played on three different teams, and he's only in his second season or third season. And um, is averaging 4.1 points per game. And actually, um, with the Cavs so far, he um, has played uh, has started two games and um, played 14 games and been averaging 8.7 points per game. Yeah, not a ton of opportunity in the regular season for uh, Isaiah Hardenstein so far. Uh, just 95 career regular season games, but obviously his career just getting underway. Only 22 years old right now, having uh, been taken with the uh, 43rd pick in the uh, 2017 NBA draft. Uh, big man for sure, a seven-footer. Yes. And, uh, you know, a guy who uh, is trying to carve out a role for himself in the league right now. And I think with the Cavs kind of in flux, he's in a pretty decent spot to uh, hopefully get some minutes there. Yeah, probably. I mean, I know he has some competition with Jared Allen. I mean, there's other bigs in the mix, but at least, uh, you know, he's not in a situation where he's, you know, behind some settled veteran. As you mentioned, he uh, came in with the Rockets uh, out of that 2017 draft and, uh, you know, war number 55 with the Rockets uh, was, uh, you know, made his way to the uh, to the Nuggets uh, for uh, uh, the beginning of this past season and had to wear a 25 there, of course, uh, in honor of the great uh, Dikembe Mutombo, his number's retired. Yes. Uh, one other thing that I thought was uh, pretty interesting to note about uh, Isaiah Hardenstein, I mean, you know, his regular season performance is uh, great and all, but uh, one thing that I'm really excited to see how it develops is uh, is if he can build on his monstrous performance so far in the playoffs. This guy has really, really been a beast out there. Um, no, he hasn't. I wouldn't say so, but because, I mean, he has one rebound, four points, and he's two for two from the field. <laughs> That's two in minutes. two minutes. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, it's two, two, two games played. 98 PER. I mean, that's off the charts. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Isaiah Harden's seen a lot to build on, of course. Um, I mean, per 36 minutes, he is average. I mean, per 100 possessions, he's averaging 99 points a game. Yeah, obviously, just a, a, you know some small sample size fun there with uh, Isaiah Hardenstein. But, 99 uh, points a game. Yeah, but, uh, you know, very early in his career. But I think, uh, you know, not a lot of uh, big talent uh, born on this day through uh, through the years. So Isaiah Hardenstein was my choice at the five as well. Mills, who do you have at the four? Um, I had P.J. Tucker. Okay, P.J. Tucker. So let's uh, let, let's talk about him and another, uh, another current NBA player, a guy who uh, is a major factor in the league. Yeah, and uh, interesting note before we get into him, he um, – the PJ stands for his nickname's Pops Jr. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I can actually remember one other instance of that, that in, uh, in in pro sports. This uh, baseball player B.J. Upton. I remember uh, when it came to light uh, that his uh, the name B.J. actually stood for Boss Man Junior. His dad was nicknamed Boss Man, and it just stuck. And I guess for P.J. Tucker as well, his actual name uh, Anthony. But uh, certainly, no one in NBA circles uh, refers to him as Anthony Tucker. He's uh, P.J. Tucker. Yes. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about P.J. Tucker. He's uh, he, he's a pretty significant player in the league, as I was saying. He went to Texas. He did go to Texas, and he's uh, 36 years old today. And he went to college at the capital of North Carolina. Uh, he went to, uh, went to high school in, uh, in, in Raleigh, uh, North Carolina. That is, uh, that is very true. So an interesting uh, NBA story for uh, P.J. Tucker. Yeah, he, uh, he, he played one season with the Raptors to start off his career, and then um, didn't play the next – Four seasons or five seasons because he's playing in a different league. Yeah, so I mean, you know, drafted with the uh, 35th overall pick in the 2006 NBA draft by the uh, by the Raptors, and uh, played just a little bit as you said that first year with the Raptors in, in 2006-2007 at age 21, uh, just uh, 17 games under five minutes per game, so just a little taste there, and then uh, went on this uh, odyssey uh, overseas. I mean, playing the next five years. In, uh, in Israel and in the Ukraine and in, uh, in, in Greece and in Italy and Germany and uh, you know ha- having a lot of success overseas. I mean, winning uh, you know the, the MVP of the uh, Israeli Super League, uh, winning the um, the Finals MVP in, uh, in in the German league as well. So just a really notable career overseas before making his way back. And I mean, when you look at uh, the career that uh, P.J. Tucker has had all these years on, as he turns 36 today. To think that he would be at 700 career regular season games right now, uh, having played just 17 when he uh, came back to the NBA at age 27, it's pretty wild. I mean, he he's really had an incredible career uh, in terms of making something of himself uh, after having really not established himself till age 27. Yeah, I mean, another interesting note about him is he um, really likes shoes. He has like thousands of them. That's true. Yeah, notable for uh, his uh, massive uh, sneaker collection. And in terms of his uh, his play, I mean, a six five guy, so I mean, undersized for sure, but someone who uh, defends uh, really just about anybody. I mean, especially in the yeah. big spots. I mean, a guy who defends centers can play center. I mean, has been part of. Uh, he doesn't really defend point guards. No, you're right. I mean, he doesn't. He can't probably can't defend uh, the quickest guys uh, on on the other side, but I mean, can defend guys a lot bigger than him. Can uh, cause a lot of problems for. Uh, uh, for for center size guys, but I mean, as mentioned, I mean, you know, wing players as well. So often is uh, is called upon to uh, to stop and play big minutes against uh, top scorers in playoff series, and that's been his role with the uh, with the Rockets, uh, playing alongside James Harden in recent years, and uh, certainly the uh, the Bucks, who traded for him during this season, are going to be looking for him to do uh, just that in the playoffs this year. Yeah, for sure, and. Um... He's played with a lot of different teams as well. I mean, with the Raptors, the Rockets, the Bucks, the, and the Suns. Absolutely, and in, uh, in in playoff situations as well. I mean, really, most of his playoff work so far has been with those uh, those Rockets teams. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's uh, you know setting up for uh, for an extended playoff run uh, this year as well. And you know, he's he's a key uh, key playoff player, really. Yeah, he's become one. So uh, I had PJ Tucker at uh, at, at the three. On uh, my squad, so I, we can get to uh, my choice at the four, who I believe you had on your squad as well. Three. At the three, and that's uh, Lafonso Ellis. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the Fonz. 
he made the all-rookie team, and he went to Notre Dame, and uh, he got up to 29.9 points per game, 21.9 points per game. That's pretty nice. Yeah, he did have one season in which he played 55 games. I mean, I'm always saying, you know, just like stop right there when you uh, get to 55. And he did that season and averaged just under 22 points per game. Pretty impressive uh, with that Nuggets team back in 96-97. Uh, yeah, I mean, by far his best season. I mean, his second best season in scoring was the second season with 15.4. But, I mean, getting to 11.9 points per game for his career, and, I mean, not bad. I mean, good rebounder, too. Uh, absolutely. And taken with the uh, with the number five overall pick out of Notre Dame, as you mentioned, uh, in, in 1992, uh, yeah, I mean, just a, uh, you know, really solid uh, career for Lafonso Ellis. I, I, one of these guys who I enjoyed uh, playing with in, uh, in, in video games back in the day, a really impressive dunker. I mean, a terrific athlete and, uh, you know, had this uh, 6'8", 240-pound frame. I mean, you know, those types of guys. I mean, uh, you know, people, people with those kind of dimensions in, in the NBA game can really tend to swing, uh, you know, a couple different positions. And, uh, you know, Lafonso Ellis was a guy who played both the three and the four uh, pretty effectively. Yeah, the Fonz, as uh, as you mentioned, uh, really not a uh, not a three point shooter outside of that that one year where he really did shoot way more threes as well. I mean, uh, again, not not a lot of volume in terms of what you're used to uh, seeing now. But I wonder why it was that one year. Yeah, it is pretty interesting. It might require some uh, further research. Might have to do an episode on the uh, 96, 97 Nuggets to uh, really dig into that. But yeah, it does really stand out uh, as compared to the other seasons in his career in terms of. Uh, how much he was relied upon for uh, for offense, but a uh, guy who had a really uh, really solid NBA career. I mean, you know, not a uh, not an All Star at any point, not really in consideration for uh, for for that kind of status, but uh, you know, good NBA player played uh, 624 regular season games in the league. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he was in, uh, in in the mix for me as well as I mentioned, and uh, yeah, I guess we can uh, we can keep moving here. Mills, who'd you have at the two? Well, yeah, because we had Lafonso Ellis and Peter Tucker at the three. At the three. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I had Larry Steele. Or is that his name? Yeah, Larry Steele. All right, let's get to uh, Larry Steele. Now, this is and, a uh, number 15 wearer. And he was the man of Steele. And his last name was Steele. Yeah, that's a pretty cool uh, nickname. And uh, yeah, he's Man of Steel. It's like a Superman thing, right? He's yeah. the Man of Steel. But uh, for him, it's like the Man of Steel, like Steele in the basketball. And his last name. And his last name is Steele, another spelling of Steele. So, yeah, a whole bunch of Steele going on with uh, with Larry Steele. Uh, so, yeah, what, what what attracted you to uh, Larry Steele? Um, well, because he was a Steele champ, and he was an NBA champ. Yeah, I mean, uh, part of the 76-77 uh, the, uh, 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 Blazers team that won the title, uh, a one-career guy. Uh, one career. <laughs> he only had one career. Uh, one, one team guy. Uh, one team career uh, for Larry Steele. Uh, 610 games, all with the uh, Portland Trailblazers after having been taken with the uh, 37th overall pick in the 1971 draft. And out of Kentucky. Yeah, and um, he uh, he was pretty good. Um, not an amazing score, only scored 8.2 points per game for his career. But um, very good at steals. I mean, I mean, 1.8 steals for his career, and uh, yeah, but actually, I'm a pretty good assist um, person too. I mean, 2.8 assists and 9.2.9 rebounds. I mean, that's not very good, but I mean, it's solid. Now, do you think? I mean, certainly. Do you think uh, he focused more on getting steals because of his last name? I mean, like, it, there's, there's got to be some kind of connection there. Maybe. 
Yeah, I think it might be. We'll have to look into it if we uh, come across any players named block or uh, or, or assist or, or <laughs> rebound or points or something like that. Or it could just be point. Yeah, or just point. That's true. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, very solid career for uh, Larry Steele. I had him at the uh, at, at my two spot as well. I uh, should mention his uh, number 15 retired by the uh, Portland Trailblazers, so I uh, can't wear that if uh, you get to uh, get the league, play for the Blazers, and uh, want to wear number 15. Tough luck. Retired? That might have actually come into play with uh, Carmelo Anthony. I mean, a guy who's worn 15 at times in his career, he might have chosen to wear that if uh, it had been available. But uh, say he's got the double zero. It's for a oh, oh, I mean, he did play with it for a while, but that's still like, I don't think it should be that. Well, you know, I, he probably like you, you know a guy who uh, you know yeah played there for a long time. I mean, he was a role player on uh, on a lot of Blazers teams, and uh, you know. A fixture during the uh, 1970s, certainly, with the uh, with the Blazers. Yeah. So, as I mentioned, uh, I had him at uh, my two spot as well. Oh. Let's talk about the point. Mills, who'd you have there? I had Rob Williams. Did you? Yeah. No, Harold Miner. Sorry, Harold Miner. <laughs> of course, we will get to Rob Williams. I mean, how could we not? But uh, <laughs> let, let, let's talk about Harold Miner. Yeah, I mean, this guy only played four seasons, but his nickname... Minor Miracle and um, Baby Jordan. Baby Jordan, yes. Uh, who could forget who was, uh, I mean, those of us who were around at the time, uh, Harold Minor held up as uh, Baby Jordan. I mean, how could you How could you possibly hang that nickname on somebody? So cruel. I mean, he was bald like Jordan. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know, the, the classic Jordan haircut. But, um, yeah, it was too, way too much to put on, uh, on, on Harold Minor. Taken with the uh, 12th pick overall in the uh, 92 draft. Not really a point guard. I mean, I didn't really consider him as a, as a point guard option here, but I, I get it. I mean, he was had a notable career, certainly. Went and he to, put uh, somebody a point guard. Yeah, he went to USC. I mean, you'll hear who my point guard is uh, momentarily. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, guy who had a really short career and was most notable for uh, dunking. I mean, like, he won the slam dunk contest twice. Wait. Oh. I'm waiting. Oh, man. I did not mean to put I meant to put Herm Gilliam here. That's all right. We'll, we'll talk about Herm Gilliam as well. We, I mean, you can, we can always uh, note that in uh, uh, get the, get that in the notes, and certainly you're mentioning it here on the podcast, so no worries. Yeah, sorry about that. That's all right. I mean, we certainly need to talk about Harold Miner uh, anyway. So yeah, yeah. this uh, you know two time dunk contest champion, but uh, yeah, his it's career. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he could really throw down. I mean, I can still picture uh, one of those dunks uh, in my head. I mean, this monster uh, reverse slam that he threw down. Um, over his head, but yeah, he was just really never able to, uh, you know, live up to the expectations that those dunk contest uh, victories, uh, you know, uh, attached to him. I mean, uh, just didn't get the kind of opportunity, and uh, you know, didn't didn't produce in the time that uh, that he did get. So, not a uh, not an outstanding career for Harold Miner, but hey, this guy put in 200 games in the regular season in the league, won a couple of dunk contests, got drafted in uh, in the first round in the lottery. Has his number retired by uh, USC, so a uh, fantastic uh, career overall uh, yeah. for Harold Miner. Yeah, I mean, got up to 10.5 points per game. He did, yeah. I mean, th those first two seasons, I mean, definitely looked like uh, there, there was something there. I mean, it was shooting, you know, 47% from the field uh, during those years. Uh, but, yeah, just never really kind of blossomed from uh, from there. Uh, relatively short-lived for, uh, for you know, the unfortunately uh, nicknamed uh, Baby Jordan. Why unfortunately? Well, it's it just like, you know, it, it made people think that he was going to be like a superstar. And I think the expectations were like too high. 
I mean, to like suggest that he was going to be in any way related to Jordan, you know, I mean, it's not really fair. He, he never did anything to make anyone think that he was going to be that good. Just a big time. But he is related to LeBron because he played on um, the Heat and the Cavs. Well, in, in, in a sense, yes, I, I suppose that's true. All right, so let, let's move on to, uh, to my uh, point guard. It's the guy you just mentioned that you uh, would have had here, and we're talking about Herm Gilliam. Junior. Herm Gilliam Jr., yes, that's true, although I'm not sure that he went by Herm Gilliam Jr. Uh, as a player. That was technically his name. Uh, Mills, what did you see uh, when looking at uh, Herm Gilliam? That he um, got up to 14.1 points per game was what I saw. Yeah, I mean, a guy who averaged, uh, you know, double figures in his uh, uh, in, in terms of points uh, during his career, uh, 578 regular season games having been taken. Uh, one of those guys who was taken twice in the draft, both in uh, the 1968 draft by the Bulls with the 163rd overall pick, and then the next year by the Cincinnati Royals with the uh, um, eighth. eighth pick. So uh, moved way up and then uh, did begin his career with the Royals in the uh, 69-70 season. And... Uh, yeah, this guy was uh, known as the Trickster. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty solid name if you're, uh, you're a guard in the league. Yeah. Uh, 1977 NBA champ, actually uh, part of that same Blazers team we were just referring to. Uh, won the title with uh, Larry Steele. Good for him. And um, he was um, actually pretty solid at Steele. I mean, they didn't keep track of Steele's until um, until uh, a little bit later in his career. But he did get um, 2.2 steals in that um, first season that they looked him on track. Yeah, and you can see where he was having an impact in the uh, in, in the assisting uh, game uh, during his career, despite uh, you know being listed as both a shooting guard and a, a point guard on uh, Basketball Reference. Uh, shout out Basketball Reference. Um, did you know post some pretty significant assist numbers in the middle of his career there, getting up as high as uh, six point three assists per game during his uh, his prime in uh, 72-73 with the Hawks. Yes, I, I mean I definitely meant to put him here. I just like. I just, like, forgot that I was going to put him here, so I was like, oh, I need to put somebody else here, and I didn't go back to him, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, sadly, uh, Herm Gilliam, a Purdue attendee, I don't think we mentioned that, uh, passed away back in uh, 2005 at the untimely age of uh, 58, so not, uh, this obviously is the day he was born, but uh, sadly no longer with us. All right, let's take a, a quick break here, and we'll come back in just a moment to, um, actually, actually, let's run down our teams quickly, and then we'll come back in a moment uh, after that. Yes, um, I have at center Isaiah Hardenstein, power forward P.J. Tucker, small forward Lafonso Ellis, shooting guard Larry Steele, and point guard Harold Miner, but they meant to put Herman Gilliam. All right, and I had uh, center Isaiah Hardenstein, uh, power forward Lafonso Ellis, uh, small forward P.J. Tucker, shooting guard uh, Larry Steele, and point guard Herm Gilliam. All right, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Now we're back to continue our discussion of uh, players born on uh, May 5th who uh, didn't make our starting squads. And let's talk. Let's uh, start this conversation by talking about uh, Jamar Johnson. Slim. Yeah, a guy who was taken uh, very high in the uh, ill-fated uh, 2000 NBA draft, uh, sixth overall to the Hawks, uh, coming out of Cincinnati after, I believe, just uh, one year there. His career, uh, uh, unfortunately, interrupted uh, uh, just two years in. Uh, he was involved in a uh, really scary uh, car accident. Uh, had it was uh, certainly concern he might have been paralyzed, uh, and or he, he was Ooh. paralyzed uh, for some period of time. But um, fortunately, was able to come back from that and uh, played an additional five years in the league. But uh, not not too notable of a uh, of a career, particularly for a guy who was taken as high as he was. 
Yeah, I mean, only getting up to 6.2 points per game in for his career. And, I mean, the neck injury, I didn't even know about that. But, yeah, I mean, probably hurt him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, was uh, was in a position where he was at least getting, uh, you know, some substantial minutes uh, during those first two years of his career. I mean, the team obviously had invested quite a bit of draft capital in him, taking him with the uh, sixth overall pick out of uh, Cincinnati. Um where he was actually uh, teammates with uh, with Kenny Martin and uh, uh, Kenny Satterfield, other guys who played in the in the NBA. Uh, Kenny Martin, of course, the number one overall pick. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, just wasn't able to uh, to, to find uh, the same type of role, uh, you know, post injury that he was early in his career. Did manage to bounce around, uh, played with the Knicks, the uh, Nuggets, and the Spurs, but uh, yeah, wrapped up his career after uh, 344 regular season games uh, at age 27. Yeah. Let's uh, let, let's keep talking uh, about different players uh, born on this date in NBA history. Let's talk about Rob Williams. This is a uh, Houston attendee. Yeah, I mean, I was talking about him earlier, and he um, he uh, actually he um was not bad. I mean, only played two seasons. I mean, averaging I mean averaging eight point six points per game, and um, actually four point five assists per game. And um, played 153 regular season games um, in the midst of that and um, was not the worst player of all time. No, actually, I mean, for, for a guy with only a two-year career, I mean, playing just ages uh, 21 and 22, uh, did some work. I mean, actually started uh, 99 out of his 153 regular season games. Average, as you mentioned, or uh, sort of mentioned, uh, 5.4 assists per game during his career, 8.6 points per game. So it was actually filling up the stat sheet pretty nicely uh, for, for those two seasons. Yeah, and 2.2 rebounds. Yeah, and actually came in with some pedigree as well. I mean, taken with the 19th uh, overall pick in the uh, 1982 NBA draft out of Houston, as we mentioned, where he was actually teammates with, uh, you know, the, these legendary Houston players. I mean, talking about Hakeem, uh, Clyde Drexler, and uh, Larry Michaud. Uh, among others, uh, yeah. So, uh, just just a, a, a brief uh, NBA career for Rob Williams, but uh, you do wonder what might have uh, what might have been. Apparently, uh, played elsewhere around the world in uh, Italy, Australia, Spain, and the Philippines uh, after leaving the NBA. But uh, yeah, just uh, a little window into uh, what might have been a longer career for uh, Rob Williams. Yeah, had he stuck around, and sadly, uh, he also no longer with us, having passed away at age uh, fifty-two back in uh, twenty fourteen. Yeah, it's very sad. Let's also talk about Lowe's Moore. And I believe we've mentioned uh, Lowe's Moore in the past, uh, perhaps on our West Virginia episode. Let's talk a little bit about Lowe's. If you want to go check out our West Virginia episode, we have a very special guest on that one talking about her favorite player. That's true. Uh, talking about Javon Carter. But let's uh, let's, let's focus on uh, on Lowe's Moore, the uh, 52nd overall pick in the 1980 NBA draft out of uh, Mount Vernon, New York, just a little north of New York City. He did do that. And uh, he... Um, he got up to 11.3 points per game. And I feel like you're seeing the same thing here as you saw with Rob Williams. I mean, I definitely think this guy could have played longer. Definitely looks like it based on uh, what, he, you know, the numbers he was able to accumulate in his career, uh, just 112 regular season games. But, uh, you know, this is a, you know, it was, it was a different time in, uh, in, the, in the NBA. I mean, uh, went on to play elsewhere. You know, there are other domestic leagues back at that time that, uh, you know, had some, uh, some appeal to them. So uh, Lowe's Moore, a guy who, who went on and uh, played elsewhere, uh, even in the United States. I mean, played with the uh, the Billings Volcanoes, the uh, San Diego Ooh. Clippers, or that's part of the NBA, but uh, the Albany Patroons, the Westchester Golden Apples, 
So I uh, definitely Ooh. played some other domestic uh, basketball beyond uh, what you can see on his uh, basketball reference page. Those are cool names. I, I agree. So some pretty interesting stuff there. And actually, uh, notable on his uh, Wikipedia page, currently the uh, executive director of the uh, Boys and Girls Club back in his uh, hometown of uh, Mount Vernon, New York. Boys and Girls Club. Well, yeah. that seems like all kids, probably. It sure does. Uh, let's keep it moving here and talk about Bill Bunton, another guy with a uh, just brief NBA career, but actually uh, oh, guy who, longer. Yeah, a guy who played, uh, had a pretty substantial uh, college career at, uh, at University of Michigan. Yeah, I mean, passed away at the age of 26. Yeah, very sad. I mean, obviously that's uh, far too young. And another player, actually, I believe we mentioned one recently who actually died uh, playing pickup basketball. Uh, another, another, uh, you know, really large man. I mean, six, seven, uh, two fifty li listed as, and um, yeah, just uh, you know, real brief NBA career, playing uh, just forty two games in the uh, 65, 66 season with the uh, the Pistons. Uh, definitely a Michigan uh, guy, born in Michigan, uh, high school in Detroit, uh, went to Michigan, and then played for the Pistons. So uh, and taken as a territorial uh, selection. Uh, yeah, a guy who uh, you know had a lot of a lot of talent. Uh, you know, performed at a really high level at uh, at, at Michigan. Is number twenty two actually retired uh, by by Michigan? And um, yeah, he's uh, you know just a brief uh, NBA career after after a terrific uh, college run. Yeah, and um, we can also get to um, Victor. Uh, yeah, yes. we'll get. Just wanted to say one other thing about uh, Bill Button. Actually, uh, led his. Uh, his Michigan Wolverines to uh, the national championship game where uh, he fell to the uh, UCLA Bruins uh, of uh, John Wooden. Oof. Yeah, so uh, pretty impressive stuff there. All right, so let's talk uh, Vitor Favarani. I know you were uh, anxious to get there. Oh, my God. <laughs> he has an epic name. Vitor Favarani, uh, a Brazilian uh, uh, basketball player, played just uh, 37 games in the NBA, actually, for uh, – the Celtics. I remember this guy's running the league not too long ago. Six uh, eleven guy, two sixty, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think just uh, you know, a big. I mean, I, I don't remember too much about his, uh, his his time in the league. Just uh, kind of a reserve uh, for the most part. Yeah. With the Celtics uh, has gone on to play elsewhere around the world, as you do. But his nickname was um. Yeah, it's pretty. El amazing. hombre indestructible. El hombre indestructible. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing Ooh. nickname. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot. Too. So really, really glad uh, we're working that in here. I mean, not quite, I mean, almost as good as um, Paul Ayers and Sick Name Poppin' Paul. <laughs> yeah, that might be my favorite one that we've uh, we've come across uh, during these episodes. So let's uh, let's keep moving. Just a few more guys here uh, who were born on this day. Mike Silliman. Mike uh, Silliman. Silliman. Uh, <laughs> what, what do you what do you think about this guy? Played uh, played a little bit. Thirty six games back in uh, the 1970-71 season with the uh, Buffalo Braves. Yeah, and um, he uh, passed away at the age of fifty-six. He did another another man who uh, no longer is uh, is with us here. Uh, passed away in, in two thousand. Actually went to the uh, uh, U.S. Uh, military academy. Played uh, under uh, Coach Bob Knight at uh, who went on to uh, great success, of course, at uh, University of Indiana and uh, Texas Tech later. Actually, uh, his Wikipedia page, uh, interestingly, says uh, Bob Knight, apparently, Hall of Fame coach, one of the uh, winningest coaches in uh, college history, says that uh, has said that Silliman, Mike Silliman, this guy, is the best college player he's ever coached. He's coached oh a lot of college players. Oh, my goodness. He coached uh, Isaiah Thomas. I mean, he's coached some, some fantastic players. But Mike Silliman, the uh, 69th overall pick in the uh, 1966 NBA draft, apparently the best in the eyes of uh, Coach Bob Knight. Well, that's got to be an honor. 
Yeah, absolutely. So if yeah. he even knows about it. He's probably heard about it over the years, I, I would say. Uh, he's probably checked his uh, Wikipedia page. Uh, interestingly, also uh, should note, he had, apparently had uh, 55 scholarship offers coming out of uh, high school. Oh, man, this guy must have been good. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, highly, highly sought after uh, on his way to uh, to college. But he, I guess he went to the United States Military Academy. That's what he chose. Uh, let's also uh, talk about Roy McPike. This guy has uh, quite a name. Yeah, but he didn't do very much. And <laughs> oh, he um, went to Montana State University Billings. Did anybody else want to go there? Nope. And he's actually uh, has the uh, career scoring records at uh, at Montana uh, State University uh, Billings. Uh, the total points, uh, points per game, total field goals. So, uh, you know, big up for him. Yeah, and he made it. To, he made it to the ABA. I mean, actually, didn't make it to the NBA. Played a bit with the Utah Stars in uh, 74, 75. Maybe it was Elmo, baby. Uh, maybe he actually played uh, played just five games with uh, with that Utah Stars squad, but. Uh, yeah, he did uh, did make it there. Yeah, unfortunately did not play with Zelma Beatty, but did play with Moses Malone. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. So he actually got on the court and uh, was teammates with uh, Moses Malone. And Jimmy Kins. Yeah, and uh, 71 years old today. So uh, well done, Roy McPipe. Actually, one, another one of these guys who was taken in uh, two different drafts. Uh, the 73 draft, 136th overall to the Lakers. And in the uh, 74 draft, 102nd overall to the Washington Bullets. Yeah, is there anybody else you want to mention here? Yeah, it's like a, just a couple other guys. Why not? Why not get to them all? Mo Radovich, also born on uh, on this day, played just uh, four games with the uh, Philadelphia Warriors back in uh, 53. I personally think we got to give this guy a a proper proper thing. I mean, ten time All Star, Hall of Famer, three time NBA champ, All Rookie Team. He's just making all this up. But Mo Radovich did. Serve as a lieutenant in the U.S. Army during the Korean War. So let's let's give him his, his proper's four games in the league with the uh, Warriors back in that season, and uh, unfortunately no longer with us, having passed away in two thousand four. Yeah, a lot of these guys. Yes, uh, sadly, but fortunately, uh, we we can say that uh, Orlando Graham is with us, uh, turning uh, fifty six on this day. And the the colleges he goes to really cool. I mean, he went to West Texas A&M University and Auburn University at Montgomery. He might be the, the only person to go to both of those colleges. It's uh, it would would be quite an honor if it were uh, if it were the case. Actually, it's not either of them. <laughs> no, there's a couple other players who uh, who, who attended West Texas A&M and uh, one other who uh, who attended Auburn State uh, or excuse me, Auburn University at Montgomery. But focusing on on Orlando Graham. Uh, just a, a little taste with uh, with the Warriors back in uh, 88, 89. Yeah, but, I mean, to get in the league, you got to be pretty good. Absolutely. I mean, to play at West Texas, A&M University, you got to be pretty good. Absolutely. And was actually taken uh, pretty high in the draft, uh, 40th overall in the uh, 1988 NBA draft, apparently just the, uh, the fifth uh, pick in Miami Heat history. So wow. uh, big ups to him. And uh, finally, let's, uh, let's get to the last of these guys. Talking about Stan Patrick. Stan yeah. Patrick, uh, 53 games in the league uh, back in the 49-50 uh, season. Oh, I should have put him on my team. Uh, yeah, I, I thought th thought Stan Patrick was worth mentioning. Uh, you know, an Illinois attendee, uh, you know, obviously played, uh, you know, right at the dawn of uh, pro basketball. But uh, kind of interesting, he passed away 
at, uh, at age 77. So, you know, sadly no longer with us. Passed away on January 1st, 2000. So he lived to see the uh, millennium turn. He lived to see the year 2000 and then died the first day. Kind of interesting. I wonder how he felt about that. Like, as he was dying, like... Apparently also uh, uh, roommates in, uh, in in college at uh, Santa Clara uh, University. Uh, wait a second. He actually played at Santa Clara and Illinois, so I didn't have that in my notes initially, but that's reflected in uh, Wikipedia. But uh, roommates at Santa Clara with uh, future Nevada governor and apparently a good friend of uh, President Ronald Reagan, uh, Paul Laxalt. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I thought so too. For a guy who, who played uh, just briefly in the NBA, interesting to uh, get that note in there. Yeah, well, I think that'll wrap up the episode. I think it will. So, uh, uh, yeah, if you have any uh, any questions or comments on this uh, birthday episode or want to get in touch with us for any other reason, uh, please uh, do feel free to uh, reach out to us at uh, barnardsonthenba at uh, gmail.com. We, uh, as, as I mentioned, uh, we read read every email thoroughly. <laughs> and uh, uh, you can also hit us up on Twitter at uh, barnardsonnba. And uh, we'll be back in just another couple of days with another episode. Um, also, if you're looking for any other podcasts, um, you can check out um, Favorites with Avon Matt or um, check out more of our episodes. Bye.